Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo. Dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. I hope it stops. I'm 100% behind Jeff Sessions. The chairman of the Judiciary Committee sent a pretty chilling uh, tweet yesterday. Uh, there will be no confirmation hearing for a new attorney general in 2017. Uh, if Jeff Session is fired, there will be holy hell to pay. Uh, any effort to go after Mueller could be the beginning of the end of the Trump presidency unless Mueller did something wrong. Right now, I have no reason to believe that Mueller is compromised. If you got reason to believe he is compromised and shouldn't be serving a special counsel, let me know. 
Wow. wow. So Lindsey wow. Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, apparently believes that Trump's seriously considering trying to figure out how to get rid of Mueller. Like traveling with your extra large suitcase, Jack. There's much to unpack. Wow. Um. <laughs> Well, I tell you, the first thing that struck me, I mean, I want to get into the specifics because they're so interesting. Here's your overarching reaction to that that tape, though. This is the opposite of a constitutional crisis. This is finally a reawakening of the idea of three co-equal branches that check each other and balance each other. And Congress has found its nads, whether they'll do good or ill with them. With their nads, I can only imagine. I don't know. But finally, after the cult of the presidency has reached its high point. I mostly do ill with mine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's several things Lindsey Graham said there. I missed that story. So So Chuck Grashley, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, said, we will not hold a hearing on 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 another Attorney General nominee. In 2017. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's, a, that's, a, that's not even a shot across the bow. That's a shot into the bow. So that's saying, if yeah, you're no kidding. That's a shot into the bow. Uh, you fire him, he resigns. There won't be. You won't have an attorney general. Yeah, we're not. No, we're not going to have a hearing on anybody. If you fire Jeff Sessions. That's a Republican saying that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, as we've said many times, if you don't know the players, uh, you know, that's cool. You're not obsessed with politics. Good for you. You have a much healthier outlook than some of us. Um, but Jeff Sessions is universally respected, um, really on both sides of the aisle, but especially among Republicans. And the idea that he would get humiliated and dissed, these guys are taking it personally because they really like him. And Graham said if Trump tries to get rid of Mueller and he doesn't have a reason, that'll be the beginning of the end of the Trump administration. Yeah. Wow! Now, Lindsey Graham has is, is long been a thorn in the side of, of the president, uh, from the Republican side of the aisle. He's a very independent guy. You know, I don't I disagree with him as much as I agree with him, honestly. He wants to start wars in virtually every country on earth, for instance. Um, but I do believe he's an honorable guy. That is something. Is Trump going to uh, blast out a tweet about Lindsey Graham? Give out his phone number again. Oh, that's right. He gave out <laughs> Lindsey Graham's cell phone number. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't. Well, this should be interesting to see because we know what kind of guy uh, the POTUS is. Yeah, and uh, a couple of guys just chested up to him and said, "You're not doing this." No, no, you didn't. Right, and so uh, what his response will be should be interesting to observe. That is maybe you send right the mooch out. The mooch will say, "What's the matter with you?" I like the drama of Trump firing Mueller. Y- yes, he, he he can't. He could, his attorney general can, so he could get rid of Sessions and put somebody in, in theory, but the, it's just been announced he's not going to get anybody confirmed, so he can't do that. Well, it would be the acting guy. It oh, would that's be, right. uh, what's it, Weinstein? But the, the acting guy said he won't. Oh, did he? Yeah. He said that. Lindsey Graham questioned him that specifically several weeks ago during the hearings, and he said he won't do that. Mm. Interesting. So... There is no way for Trump to get rid of Mueller, I don't think. I don't think it's good for the country to be embroiled in all this drama. Oh, it no, is definitely so, not. It is, you know, listen, this is a, the, the world's dumbest observation, but it is so much like an episode of The Apprentice with all this manufactured conflict. Yeah. Mate, don't do it. 
No, I, I just I just thought it'd be interesting from a talk show host's perspective. Oh, if, if oh, that's, Trump, please, beyond, you know, that's clearly oh, true. Oh, here's what Trump can do. I heard a legal scholar say this. Uh, the whole special counsel thing, uh, the, the the executive branch, Trump as a leader of the executive branch, could do away with that as a thing. He has the power to do that. Oh, is it like a concept as a yeah. program? Yeah. Oh. We've eliminated your job. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. How interesting. He could do that, but uh, politically, that'd be pretty wild. Um, so you got this uh, website. Meanwhile, please, some tax reform. Can, can we quit having pissing matches with various people? Sorry for the harsh language, people. I'm, uh, I'm a little fired up here, but can we get something done? I'll just hit you with a couple. Was oh, this the hate map again? Yeah, so this is I'm a, loving it so far. a dating site that teams people up based on what they'll hate, which is kind of interesting and kind of makes sense to me. It's not good, I don't think, that, that human nature works this way. But. Few better unifiers than a common enemy. You you know you've done it yourself with a friend or a, a group of table. You can talk about things you like and people are kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. You come up with something you all hate. Right. A drink, <clears> a food, <throat> a kind of car, a person, a whatever. Oh, my God. Now you got some instant bonding. Oh, and after work, you get together and you all find somebody at the workplace you all hate? Yeah. Now you are a group. Now you are friends for life. You're a team. Yeah, so this... Uh, the, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And, and if, just for the, uh, the sake of little enlightenment here, uh, for once... We ought to have a link at armstrongandgettyradio.com to the study that this is based on, because I've been reading it during the commercials, and it is really interesting. They figured out what Jack was just saying. Uh, you like that? Yeah, I do too. That's cool. Great. But you come up with something you hate, and you just start wild with enthusiasm for each other. Yeah. And it's funny. I've got all the data here and the methodology, and it's undeniable. I'll bet people in the spirit of what they're doing, get a little extra snarky, which explains the answers to some of these. Like, the the, the most hated thing in California among people went on this app was fidget spinners. <laughs> I doubt that's what the, you know, the number one thing you actually hate. Deep but, in your soul? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that you think if is there really... was one thing I could eliminate, if I could just blink my eyes and one thing would be gone forever, it would be fidget spinners. I could be king of the world for a day. Yeah, I don't know how many matches you'd get if you put on there, like, crony capitalism and the bullet train is the things you hate. <laughs> well, I, that woman, I'd marry her. <laughs> oh, that's right, I'm already married. So I was Gotta doing... move to Utah. Bazang! Number one thing people hate in I Utah? I didn't mean it. I did not mean it, Salt Lake City. Forgive me. Number one... Trafficking in the coarsest of cliches. Number one thing hated in uh, Utah? Porn. Wow, kind of interesting. Wow, well, they're you know a, a, a righteous folk. Right next door, number one hated thing hated in Colorado, in sync. <laughs> what? Very timely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In sync. Wow. Never forget. How could that possibly be? Well, it, in uh, Wyoming, it's gluten free. <laughs> wow. Wow. In Montana, it's going to the gym. Don't you hate going to the gym? Yeah, me too. Boy, let's get bond over that. Let's, let's go. go anywhere but the gym. Yeah, let's go eat some burgers. And if you're just tuning in in the uh, places where we hold sway most, uh, you know, impressively, Oregon hates spin glass. <laughs> and for some reason, Washington State hates K-Cups. The number one thing hated in Arizona, sand. <laughs> then really? you're in the wrong place. You it's leave. everywhere. It gets in your feet. It gets in your eyes. It gets in your hair. And right next door. So there, you're, you're, you're surrounded by Nevada, which the number one thing hated is feminism. <laughs> while the home of legalized prostitution. 
Uh. Number one thing hated is feminism. Uh, above you, it's people hate porn. To the to the west of you, people hate fidget spinners. <laughs> Up there in Colorado, it's in sync. Right next door in New Mexico, number one thing hated is polo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Either wear a T-shirt or a button-up collared shirt. None of this half-measure stuff. I would agree. I've, I've gone to hating on polo shirts, even though I just got one recently. Well, you've, well, you've been sporting them more than I've seen you in decades lately. Yeah. That's because I've decided I hated them a long time ago, but I'm out of shirts. I'm very busy with the children. Right. They were on sale. One click and I got them. Wow. What I wear has gotten so far down the list of things I can spend my time thinking about, I just can't worry about it. Is Idaho I, on that list? I, you know, I would give... Let me think about this. I would write a check for $1,000 if somehow a video existed of, God, 20 years ago, us having a conversation about what I'm wearing and me saying, I don't know, I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on your face. I got no time. $1,000 I would pay for that. I got no time... It's squeezed out by a thousand other concerns of what I'm wearing. But today. Jack, you used to be into oh, very absolutely. vain. And oh, absolutely. Well, I don't know if I was vain, but I spent a lot of time thinking about what I was wearing. And for people who aren't working on a biography of me, perhaps I should explain. <laughs> Twenty years ago, Jack was single, and I had a house full of babies. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm wearing a seven dollar Target Johnny Cash T-shirt today. It's looking good. It is a cool T-shirt and tennis shoes with no laces because I don't have time to tie them. <laughs> um, you ask for no I- underpants, <laughs> mismatched socks. You ask for Idaho, the number one thing they hate there, asking for directions. Wow. Huh. Which way is Sun Valley? Get out of here. <laughs> don't you have a phone? Use your phone. <laughs> so I'll hit some more states coming up. And uh, also I got some This work- is hate speech. <laughs> we'll do the East Coast because the East Coast is kind of interesting. Well, if you've traveled the, the highways and byways of America, East Coast people are full of hate. <laughs> <laughs> and anger. Yeah. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, I know uh, Anthony's probably a little bit disappointed that he's not up here today, uh, but since he did some TV this morning, he was able to go ahead and get his hair and makeup done, so I think he'll be okay. (laughs) What? He made some joke the other day about he wants the same hair and makeup person as Sarah Huckabee now that they're back on TV or something. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Passes for humor in their world. Um... (laughs) They they call D.C. Hollywood for ugly people. Evidently, it's a comedy club for not funny people as well. Fantastic. You want to do that thing first? or uh, We could do that yeah. thing or this thing. I, mean, I like your thing. Several things that can and then I'll do done. some more of the hate list. What states hate? Yeah, yeah, I'm digging this area. It's, it got buried. My home state of South Dakota where I was born? I have like five states I call my home state. but The New York Times. That's what we hate the most. Wow. <laughs> really? Yep. Failing New York Times. The failing New York Times. Sad! You were born in Urine, South Dakota, correct? Correct. It's Huron. <laughs> Not pronounced Urine. <laughs> it's oh. a sick enough. Urine. <laughs> My mistake. So, listen, we were talking about chest feeding the other day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brother. 
has common sense, reasonableness has stood on its head in the name of ideology and inclusiveness. This is men who believe they are women, which I'm fine with that, but then feel like they need to chest feed babies, infants, uh, to fully get the full woman experience, and then a breastfeeding organization. And actually have them drawing upon the usual appendage for milk dispensation. <laughs> right, and then so... A.K.A. the human nipple. And I suppose you do that if you want, seems weird to me. But then this breastfeeding organization that's that's you know been working for decades for various breastfeeding rights for women and advocates for all that sort of stuff, was forced into taking this on as an issue and having some dudes on their uh, their board and that sort of stuff right. by political correctness. Just insane. And boy, did we get a lot of response via the email and the texts and the rest of it. Um, a number of them uh, requesting the following. It's a bit lengthy, but it is a comedy classic. Please enjoy the folks from Monty Python. I do feel, Reg, that any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed, Francis. Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Reg, provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman to rid himself or herself or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Wow. What it. year was that? There you have it. Guessing the early dark s- days of whenever it was. I'm guessing early 70s? Yeah, something like that. A giant mid. foot came down and squished them all. Yeah, so, so 45 years ago they were having that conversation. What's, you haven't got a womb. What's the point? Right. Same thing. What's the point of a breastfeeding organization having dudes on the panel who want to chest feed infants? What's the point? You're not breastfeeding in the sense that we all mean it. Every human since Adam and Eve, writes Michael, have figured out quite easily that babies feed from breasts and mammary glands from the mother of these offspring. Uh, Furthermore, every mammal from the elephant to the platypus follows this natural order. To even entertain the idea that a man should mimic this act is abhorrent. 
I used to feel bad when I would hold my baby in a certain position, which would induce the rooting reflex. Yeah. It was immediately clear that the child was looking for food. An infant that is, quote, chest-fed is obviously going to expect milk and be very confused when that milk does not come. Oh, yeah. I imagine enough of this disillusionment can cause a baby to cease rooting for food. I won't even get into the developmental benefits of breastfeeding between a mother and her infant, and conversely, the developmental detriment chest-feeding could have. Do you know where I did my research for the preceding diatribe? Nowhere. Do you know why? Because it's effing common sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like this. This is a man of letters, obvious. Obviously, he's learned them all up through T. In reality, science isn't only nerds in lab coats at Stanford. Science is observation of the natural world over generations. I observe that breastfeeding is healthy, natural, and even beautiful. I also observe that chest feeding is unnatural and disgusting. Any man who engages in this act is a freak of nature. That is one man's opinion. Retweet does not constitute endorsement. Certainly not. Except when it does. How about your home state from this website that has people bonding over what they hate? What do most people say they hate in Illinois? <laughs> people pronouncing the S at the end. I do not know. What is it? Biting string cheese. <laughs> Seems it, very specific. Yeah, it it is. Does. Well, it's annoying. Have you ever done it? It's terrible. We talk about it all the time in Illinois. Right next door in Indiana, bloggers. Oh, hey, by the way, Illinois is is way ahead. I mean, it's like secretariat ahead in the race to be the first bankrupt state. Mm. Um. And it just occurred to me the other day, I happened to read in a, a newspaper article about the dire straits they're in and the utter lack of will in the legislature to do anything about it, that um, it's really taken a huge toll on the state uh, educational system, the universities and all. And it's funny, it hadn't dawned on me, but Delaney May and I went on one of our college trips to go look at Illinois, my alma mater, loved it, great times, learned a lot, wonderful experience. And we went, went to Michigan. And Illinois came off as crappy. And I was like, wow, what happened? Is this my memory? Then it it didn't occur to me. Yeah, it's because of Illinois' incredible mismanagement of its budget. Just everything's crappier. So, anyway. And they hate biting string cheese. Well, next door in Indiana, the number one thing they hate is bloggers. (laughs) (laughs) Right above it, in Michigan, the mitten state, they hate pride and prejudice. (laughs) The book? Or the yeah, movie. Funny. Yeah, or the whole funny. thing. In Iowa, one of my home states, though I never lived there, but my whole family's from there. Long hair guys. Long hair on guys. They hate long hair on guys <laughs> in Iowa. You wow. know what I hate? Me too. I hate long hair on guys. That is one crew-cutted, somewhat red-faced, out-in-the-field state. In uh, Missouri, it's people who believe in aliens. They hate that. <laughs> right below it is Arkansas. Uh number that one, is correct. The yes. one, one thing they hate there is cleaning. Wow. My my home state of Kansas, where I went to high school and college, Seinfeld is the number one thing they hate. What? I know. Don't you hate Seinfeld? Who hates what Seinfeld? What is the deal with all the anti-Seinfeld sentiments? Who have you ever met in your life who hates Seinfeld? I haven't met one Kansans. person. Angry, angry Kansans. My brother's flying in from Kansas today. I will ask him if he hates Seinfeld. Really? Do you have what they hate? And I'm just going to go uh, around the horn here. Do they have what they hate in America's wackiest state, Florida? Oh. That should be sought off instead of float in the Caribbean. Let me turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, workout couples. 
workout couples. Yeah, I've known workout couples. You ever oh. gone out to eat with a workout couple? Oh, yes. Oh, it's exhausting. Oh, it's the worst. Mm. And they, they look at you judgingly on all your stuff as they order lean chicken with nothing on it. And I will tell you this. If you are a workout couple, tread carefully because it's a thing. Just oh, yeah. tread carefully. I remember going out to eat one time with this workout couple, and they're both talking about how, you know what, we're just going to, the rules are out the window tonight. You know, we're just going to go crazy tonight. You know, we're, we're such sticklers. We're going to really go crazy. And they ordered, like, lean chicken and ate the bun with it, you know. Right. That was their going crazy. Go ahead and order the brown rice. Yeah. Was, uh, Don't right. eat all of it, but have some of it. I'm going to have a big piece of pie and drink five beers while you do that, all right? <laughs> what do they hate in Georgia? Edward Snowden. What do they hate in South Carolina? DUI checkpoints. (laughs) My experience in South Carolina, all my experiences in South Carolina would lead me to believe that that is the number one most hated thing. DUI (laughs) checkpoints. South Carolina is a party state, man. That's great. Um, Well, Louisiana, the number one thing they hate is uh, being the designated driver. (laughs) (laughs) Similar theme, but slightly different take on it. Exactly. It's funny. Uh, you get up into your northeastern states because the states aren't labeled. I'm not as sure what everything is. Um, I'm pretty good at eastern geography, Jack. Can I help out? And I live so there, you small, know. But you got a state that hates jellyfish, a state that hates Casey Affleck. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> New Jersey that hates jellyfish. Casey I, Affleck. I do hate jellyfish, well, you know, you Casey know, Affleck's pretty horrible, You know who too. I really hate? Cassia. People who use money clips, the number one hated thing in Pennsylvania. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I, I use. I use a money clip myself. <laughs> oh, good. Why so hated? A couple of clippers around us. Um, <laughs> Get a wallet. <laughs> oh, Ohio. Ohio, that's a good one. The number one thing they hate, tying a tie. <laughs> I hate that quite a bit. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Senate getting ready for an all-nighter voting on Obamacare reform, including single-payer plans. The TSA's come up with a new way to torture travelers, and the Beebs runs over a photographer. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. It has become clear to me the Republican strategy. I will explain it to you. You will watch it unfold. You will know I am right. Wow, interesting, because I was about to say it just it's fallen completely apart. Exactly. It dawned on me yesterday. I'll share it with you in moments. Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This whole healthcare thing, I want to hear your explanation because uh, there there were a number of decent ideas pitched by Rand Paul and uh, Lion Ted and a variety of other people yesterday, and they all L Y I N apostrophe. Spell it right. And they all got uh, they all got shot down. Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, we got another Twitter rallying tweet from President Trump aimed at the GOP's effort to get Obamacare reform passed. Vincent Nicholas, official Trump tweet reader. Come on, Republican senators, you can do it on healthcare. After seven years, this is your chance to shine. Don't let the American people down! You know, that might work motivating your concrete subcontractor to get the porch steps done on your hotel, but that's not going to get it done. Man, it's it's the hard, grubby work of legislation that needs to be done, not pep talks. I don't know. Yeah, it's either either in your interest and at the very root of it, will will I get to stay in office by supporting this or being against it? Yeah. Uh, did you have a little more on that story, Marsh? I do. The Senate's going to be voting today on a proposal for a so-called single-payer health care system, but that's likely to fail. Fail. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is saying the Senate's going to be voting all night on amendments. Senators will have the opportunity to consider many, many more amendments tonight. 
How about a little bit of what Rand Paul said yesterday, which might lead you into your explanation? Show enough. Sure, everybody wants to have everything under the sun covered by their insurance, but when you mandate that, you elevate the price of insurance. So what has happened? Young, healthy people have lost their insurance and don't buy insurance in droves. Obamacare says you can come back anytime after you're sick and buy your insurance. Now, that sounds good, but what it leads to is the death spiral of Obamacare. Obamacare premiums have doubled because the young, healthy people are saying it costs too much, and the sicker and sicker people are the only ones left in insurance. This is what happens when you let the government get involved in the marketplace. If you allow the marketplace to work, what is the one universal feature of capitalism? You get the lowest amount of cost. Okay. And the mo- so he spelled it out there in a couple of sentences, mm-hmm. the, the, what, what the problem is. You can't have all these things you want and have it work financially. Right. I believe, and I stand ready to be contradicted, although I doubt it'll happen, I believe the Republican leadership, both the House and Senate, has recognized that the American people increasingly view the federal government as a combination of mommy and Santa Claus, and that the cold realities of solving the health care insurance problems and the costs of doing it in the way that are politically popular, you can get the governors to go along with it, et cetera, et cetera, long and short, a lot of words indicating they're never going to get to a deal. They look at Rand Paul. They look at Susan Collins. They right. look at the Democrats. They, they're not going to find a solution. So the Republicans are going to let it all go to hell and let single payer come in. Universal government socialist health care and blame the Democrats for the failings of it because those systems, and some are better than others, depending what country you look at on Earth, but whatever failures there are, whatever frustrations there are, you can't get your cancer treatment for eight weeks. Sorry, your tumor's growing, but or whatever. Or, you know, you can't see a doctor, or the doctor doesn't speak English. All those frustrations, the Republicans for the next several generations will pin on Democrats, and that's their strategy because they know they can't come to a deal. Mm. That could absolutely be the case. Just dealing with reality and rather have it be people aren't going to like it because people haven't liked health care for forever. It's uh, whoever owns it always gets killed. So, yeah, let them own it. Right. That's that could be getting ready to travel. Well, heads up. The TSA has come up with another way to torture travelers. It will now require all electronics larger than a cell phone to be removed from carry-on bags and placed in their own separate bin for x-ray screening with nothing on top or below. This is similar to the way laptops have been screened for years. TSA agents will be stationed in front of x-ray machines to verbally assist passengers with the new screening process. And in this same update... (laughs) That means yell at you. Yes. And in this same update, the government wants to remind you, of course, those enrolled in the TSA's pre-check program will not have to remove their oversized electronics due to their willingness to trade their fingerprints and $85 for faster screening. Glad to do it. Keeping my shoes on, too, you bastards. Shoes and belt. And Justin Bieber hit a paparazzo with his truck last night. Boy, I hope the injuries weren't minor. Happened as Bieber was leaving a church service in Beverly Hills. Police say it was an accident. He stopped. He stayed by the man's side and prayed with the man until police 
and paramedics arrived. He was leaving a church service. Yes. Yeah, this is an interesting kind of sub-theme that's been going on with uh, with Justin Bieber lately. He canceled the remainder of his current tour. He did? Yeah, yep. he seems to be kind of getting Tom Cruise into kind of this new religious group thing. He's been seeing kind of buddy-buddy with the, the major pastor of it at a lot of different things. Well, is things. it a Baptist church, or is it Scientology, or do we it's know what it is? It's not Scientology. I'll see if I can do more. Okay. I, I think it's, it's tied closely to... Well, I don't want to speak out of school. I'll, I'll find out more about it. it. It's very mm-hmm. trendy with young Hollywood. Right. Yeah, uh, I get the sense it's like the hipster church services. Okay, so it's not just he's not becoming a Lutheran or something like that. It's it's something else. It's probably one of the... What do they call it? Uh, what is the the term... Affluent Christianity, or what's that? I don't know that. It's um, no, it's a either. trend that God wants you to be rich. Oh, okay. God wants you to be successful, and so it's like you know, rich Christian self congratulation Jesus oh, school. I've seen a little of that. Yeah. What what is that term? It's called the Hillsong Church. It's oh, a- I know what that is. I absolutely know what yeah. that is. Yeah. The Hillsong Church. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on. Oh, it's there. the success gospel, or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I because I, I, uh, I, I got sucked in. I shouldn't say sucked in. Um, I was watching a Hillsong guy on TV the yeah. other day, and I ah. really I really liked this particular guy. I thought he was great, and I thought, i got to seek out more in this. But he was like a stand-in guy, like a guest pastor or something like that that I really liked. Warm-up act. Warm-up there. The main guy who runs this enormously successful right. church, and this was the English branch. They're all around the world. This was a huge church in London. Tens of thousands of people in the audience. I mean, huge deal. Wow. This guy had the whole wearing a t-shirt under a sport jacket because I'm cool and <laughs> extra tan and super white teeth. and uh, Like just Jesus wants. That, uh, that whole look right. that I got turned off by a lot. But he was talking some about that. I wonder if Hillsong is that. Hillsong is the hot new, you know, big time mega church right. national thing. Right. Send us your money thing. Yeah. Well, Bieber Bieber has been hanging out with the uh, top guy in uh, Beverly Hills associated with that church. Did not know that. Yep. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, huh. the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'll be darned. It's funny. I just had stumbled across that like two weekends ago. Oh. And I did start doing a little Wikipedia and everything like that and realized what a phenomenon it is worldwide. The Gospels make no mention of Jesus rolling his eyes, but uh, <laughs> he is. <laughs> Maybe an axe? I don't remember. No? Um, I got words they ought to bring back that have died out in the English language. Oh, Judy. Uh, Among other things to Judy talk about. Judy heard that tease and she said, strumpet. It's one of our favorite words around the house. Strumpet? What's strumpet mean? Uh, it's a, uh, a woman of loose morals. Oh, really? Yes. Isn't she a strumpet? Yes. <laughs> It is your slut. I will occasionally accuse my daughter, allegedly, of donning strumpet wear. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. You can't go out there. You look like a strumpet. Wearing your strumpet shorts, I see. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Siri, nobody asked for you. I hate Siri. I think we've interrupted a private moment. <laughs> oh, I dropped an F-bomb a little bit ago, and I'd accidentally had Siri on, and she said, well, I never. She actually said that to me. Yeah, I know. I'll occasionally insult her just for fun. I hate Siri. I never use her, and I don't like her. Go away, Siri.
You never use Siri. Nope, ever. ever. Why? Never have used it once in my life. My wife uses it then all day. how do you hate it? My wife uses it all day long because it turns on all the time. I should turn it off, I suppose. You got a heavy thumb. Heavy thumb syndrome. Um, Maybe scientists can eliminate that from your genes, Jack. I, I was going to work in another joke okay, before go we got ahead. in. But I... Um, <laughs> you wear those... Strumpet shorts. Yes. And people are going to see your lady star. Oh, oh my. Which is a word that was popular in the 1700s, I guess. For a woman's vajayjay that we'd call it for lady star. And that word went out of circulation for some reason. Well, that word's certainly coming back in my group of friends. Well, and, and everybody else listening. And that is absolutely the name of the girl group I'm going to be the impresario for. Right. Lady Star. Have a whole Can we list five of hot chicks of various races, and one dresses kind of athletic, and the other sexy. Gotcha. Is that a new idea? I think it is. <laughs> Lady Star. I is d- is one of them like a rebel, kind of the bad girl? Uh, that's what I need. Of course. What? You've seen my secret plans? I'm going to fudge you. Keep going. I love I'm gonna, this. I'm going to fudge over here. That's a word that died out in the 1700s. That's pre- fudge Fudgel. That's pretending to work while actually doing nothing at all. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought I invented that, and it's yeah, old. That's what I do all day. Yeah, please. We know. What's the word for learning there's a word for something you've been doing your entire life? <laughs> Lady star. Good Lord. Yeah. What else you got for us? This is amusing. Uh... <laughs> I love words, too. I love old-timey words. A gongoozler. That, that died out in the 1800s. That's an idle person who stands and stares at any activity they see. <laughs> it's a slack jaw. <laughs> right, a slack jaw. Hey, what are you all doing? Look at that. <laughs> um, hey, that's a bear on a tricycle. <laughs> there, it's funny how many of these words have to do with people who don't work hard. I've engaged in... yeah. It is interesting. I've engaged in anthropization quite a bit to remove yourself from human concerns and shun all company. Hmm. He's a company shunner. Yeah. Uh, And he's bitter because he gets no lady star. I don't know how you pronounce (laughs) this because instead of a T-H, it's an H-T. U-H-T-C-E-A-R-E. That's got to be a uh, typo. Maybe. Uh, really old English word, lying awake before dawn and worrying about the day beha- day ahead. I did that for an hour and a half last night. What is it, Utcher or something like that? That's weird. Do you I have... was up from 2 to 3.30 last night, just thinking, trying you... not to. Do you have dysania? Word popular in the early 1900s, an inability or unwillingness to get out of bed in the morning. Yep. Inability and unwillingness. Because I had the Utcher going. Perendinate. Getting out of bed is not a problem, but I do have a strong pull to get back into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All day long. Perendinate? To put off a task until the day after tomorrow. So we changed it to procrastinate. Okay. That's a big deal there. Uh, Ergophobia. Also popular last century, early last century. A morbid fear of returning to work. I have that on Sunday nights or after a vacation. Hmm. I absolutely have that. Ergophobia. Snollygoster, we've heard that one before. A shrewd, calculating politician who's not guided by their principles. He's a snollygoster. That died out in the 1800s. You'll engage in abligeration and overly extravagant spending on food and alcohol. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tomorrow night. It's my plan. Hoping to get a little lady star. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. 
hilarious. sorry for this, friends. I really, <laughs> I really am. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, maybe those words went out of circulation for a good reason. <laughs> you don't know. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.